Greetings, everybody. I'm Jeremiah. That's him. She's Vanya. That's me. Welcome to another episode of the Beard and Curls podcast, where culture and creativity meets consciousness. And if you're new here, consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or follow us on your favorite platform for the latest, most exciting conversations anywhere. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Cue that intro. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Margo Bingham. Karen Parsons. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to Beard and Curls. 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 Keep it locked. Hey, Beard and Curls family. We're glad you guys could join us. Today, we're going to be talking about four things that if you don't stop doing those four things, they're going to literally destroy your relationship is actually one of the things that John Gottman, again, the famous researcher who's really well known for his work with couples and things like that. He actually is famous for coming up with this term called the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And we're not talking about Ric Flair or Arn Anderson for you wrestling fans out there. We're not talking about those horsemen, guys. We're talking <laughs> we're talking about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And basically, Vanya, if you could just kind of maybe go over what these are from order of least severe to the mm -hmm. most severe. Mm -hmm. So the first one is criticism, which means verbally attacking personality or character. The second one is contempt, attacking sense of self with an intent to insult or abuse. So basically the next one after that is defensiveness, which is basically just victimizing yourself to ward off a perceived attack and basically reverse the blame on somebody else. And then last but not least, is pretty much stonewalling. And that's basically withdrawing to avoid conflict or convey disapproval, distance, and separation. Mm -hmm. So those are basically the things that, like God misses, if you don't stop doing those things early on in the relationship, you're literally not going to have a relationship after all. Most relationships dissolve maybe around two the two-year mark because they haven't been able to get through the four horsemen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So let's go back to the first one and we can talk about it more in depth. So criticism. So one of the things that comes up when it when we're talking about criticism is like sayings like you never do this or you always do that. Generalizations. Or, yeah. Or like you're the type of person who does this and this. Or, or why are you so and so, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah. So these are like common things, like common generalizations that come up. When yeah. It comes to criticism. And so when you do stuff like that, it's like you're attacking somebody's personality or character. And you usually do that with the intent of making that person feel right or wrong. And usually that's never the way to go about it. Like I always say, personally, you know, you'd rather be heard than be right. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So being able to really understand how the criticism that you're offering may actually impact the person negatively, I think it's significant. Mm hmm. So let me ask you something. So what if what a person is saying is true? So what if what if it's true that a person never does something, you know, or always? That's what if that happens to be true? Great question. I love it. So at this point, that's where you have to start using these I statements and things like that. It says, you know what? I feel da 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 X Y Z when this is happening or when this is not happening because. Da, 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 and then attach it to a value or something that is meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. So that way, when you speak, the person is not going to get, you know, defensive. They're going to be like, okay, so this is just something that's important to them. This is meaningful to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're not saying that to be mean to me. They're not trying to hurt my feelings. I now have to sit with what they're saying. And if I care enough about them, then I'll maybe make some adjustments. 
Okay, so basically isolating the situations. I'll make it personal. Okay, let's dive a little bit deeper into the solution part. So one of the solutions for criticism is gentle startup, which means like um, talk about your feelings using I statements, express a positive need. Exactly. So what else do you want to add? Is there anything else you want to add to this? No, I think that's pretty much it. I think God okay. men covered it perfectly. So it's really just expressing your need. Like I said, in that case, you say, I would appreciate if we could put the dishes in the dishwasher mm -hmm. so that way I don't have to see it and feel suffocated. Okay. So basically, my interpretation is like just hide the dishes. I mean, that's one <laughs> way of doing it. <laughs> we can wash them. The, the better way would be to actually wash them. But if we want to hide them, but at some point, somebody still got to do them. Okay. I'll try that. Okay, let's go to the second one, contempt. So as I said earlier, it's attacking sense of self with, with an intent to insult or abuse. Right. So at this point, we're talking about insults. We're talking about name calling. Like if somebody calls somebody a wimp, you mm -hmm. call somebody stupid, you're a slob, you're lazy. Mm -hmm. It's just hostile humor. Uh, sarcasm is part of that. Mockery. Mm -hmm. And then what else? Body language and tone of voice. Yeah, tone of voice. Mm -hmm. Eye rolling. I think from the Caribbean, maybe sucking teeth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You ever hear people in the Caribbean sucking teeth? Yeah. That's very Caribbean I right suck teeth too. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> so that would fall under the category of contempt. Again, that's just a slightly more severe way of going about things, which is slightly more divisive than criticism mm -hmm. but again as you can see those are some of the examples of contempt so like you said earlier what are some of the things that we can do as a way to counter that mm -hmm. so build culture of appreciation mm -hmm. so remind yourself of your partner's positive qualities and find gratitude for positive actions i love it so like rather than always look to blame somebody or name call or anything like that Find times where they're actually doing something positive, something that you actually like, something that benefits the two of you, something that benefits them. And mm -hmm. says, you know what? You actually drove today and you don't normally drive. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciated that. So mm -hmm. find the person, catch them doing good and highlight that and let them know about that. So I think that's really significant. So what, what about when you're actually experiencing that person being one of those labels that you mentioned, right? For example, somebody is being annoying, for example, and you're not necessarily telling that person that that he or she is being annoying with the intent to insult or abuse, but you actually feel that way for real. I understand. So how do we approach that piece? It's a great question, but it's, it, it comes down to, again, being mindful of what you're saying, of your choice of words. If you are annoyed... I mean, you are annoyed when that happens. And that's when you go back to the first part with the I statement. I statement and isolated situation. Yeah, I feel this is happening to me and this is why it's happening to me. Maybe this was something I experienced as a kid or this is something that my, my family members used to do. Just give a little context to that as to why you're annoyed by it, but don't make it personal. Don't attack. Again, speak from your vintage point and talk about why that annoys you using nice words instead of disrespectful mean words. Okay. Good. All right. Yes. So now let's move on and dive a little bit deeper into defensiveness. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about defensiveness, it's basically seeing yourself as a victim. You know what I mean? We talked about warding off a perceived attack. So what are some examples of defensiveness? Some examples are making excuses, 
disagreeing, saying yes, but this, but that, repeating yourself without paying attention to what the other person is saying, um, whining. Right. These are some examples. Woe is me. Poor me. You know, life sucks. Mm -hmm. All these different things is to help each other take uh, responsibility. So accept mm -hmm. your partner's perspectives and offer an apology for any wrongdoing. So if the person is experiencing you a certain way, you just have to own up. You know what I mean? And say, I, I'm doing wrong. You know, this is not cool. And take responsibility. These are things that could destroy your relationship. I know. And but I mean, like. I, I believe in this, like um, apologizing and, and really create context, but it's oftentimes easier said than done. So what would be like the the first step, you know? Right. Well, one of the things you could do here too, obviously, like you said, it sounds like it's easier said than done, but it's again, one of the things that you can also look to do is learn each other's language of apology. And so again, saying I'm sorry is one thing, but being able to also know what you're sorry for. So that way the other person could feel like maybe this is something that has been worked on, can be improved or will be better, you know, different things like that. So I think part of it is also not just accepting responsibility and taking accountability, but also coming up with a plan for how you're going to try to improve in that area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the thing you said about languages of apology, because it, there is a difference between saying, I'm sorry, that's it. And then, for example... I'm sorry that I this X, Y, Z, and I will do everything I can to, you know, to, to improve so it doesn't happen again. Or at least if it happens again, that I acknowledge it quickly and keep working on myself. So adding that willingness and intentionality, I think, makes a huge difference. It may not be necessary for everybody because if, if just an I'm sorry is enough for someone, I mean... That is understandable also, but I guess we just have to be aware that everybody has a different need and respond in a different way. Exactly. So. No, I, I agree. I think all of these things are essential. Mm -hmm. And so let's let's dive to the last one. And again, that's the most severe out of all four of them. And I think all, all four of them are bad, but this is the worst. Mm -hmm. And that's basically stonewalling, which again is withdrawing from the relationship as a way to avoid conflict, right? Mm -hmm. And partners may think that they're trying to be neutral, but stonewalling conveys disapproval, icy distance, separation, disconnection, mm -hmm. or smugness, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So what are some examples of some stonewalling? Uh, so some of examples are changing the subject, right? So like you're talking about something and then you you just change the subject because you, you don't want to confront it. Uh, removing yourself physically. Exactly. And again, with that, we're not talking about like somebody taking a break to say, you know what, I, I don't think we're going to accomplish anything here. Let's take a five minute break and come back and talk about it. Let's be clear. That's not what we're talking about here when you remove yourself. When you remove yourself, it's basically dismissing the person. It's basically, some people can even have fake outrage here, pretending to be so upset so that way they can shut the other person down and, and walk away as a means to not talk about it. So it's mm -hmm. not about removing yourself and coming back to the table. It's about really just dismissing the person avoidance. And, and, yeah, avoidance and shutting them down. So it's, it's, it's literally what a word says. It's like building a wall out of stone, stone walling, right? It's like you're building an imaginary wall between you and the person so you don't have to deal with the situation. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. 
And so let's take a look at some of the things that you could do actually as a means to offset that. So one of the things you could do is physiological self-soothing. And so obviously physiological, we're talking about what's happening on the inside. So uh, basically taking a break, spending that time doing something soothing Mm -hmm. and something distracting. So this is an opportunity to really learn some self-soothing techniques, uh, some self-care, some partner care, different things like that I think is essential to being Mm -hmm. able to offset something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I totally agree. And I think um, having that awareness that that's happening, you know, like now that we went over all these four, it's like you can categorize what is going on. Exactly. Um, identify what is going on. Right, um, right. And then know what you can do in each case. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so again, some of the things we just want to leave you guys with is to, you know, when these things are happening, learn to make specific complaints and requests. You know, just conscious communication, basically validate your partner, a shift to appreciation, claim responsibility, uh, different things like that. So it's really just being able to make it a practice because any one of those things could undo your relationship. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you need to know what you're fighting because in life, if you don't know what you're fighting, it's going to be a losing battle all the time. Yes, exactly. And this happens to all of us. So this is. Like I always say, it's not about being perfect. It's about identifying the right things to work on. So it's it's about being smart with the information that you get and like the intentionality about increasing your self-awareness in order to be able to do something about it. Because if you are not aware of it, then you may be fighting about the same things over and over again. I love it. I love it. I mean, I think that's pretty much everything right there. I think Mm -hmm. you covered it real well. So, yeah, guys, so we really just want to take a few moments, share the four horsemen of the apocalypse with you guys. So that way you guys are aware of some of these things that can be a killer Mm -hmm. for your relationship that you're in now or even potential relationship that you might get in. So Mm -hmm. knowledge is power. So we hope that you guys have gotten that knowledge today. Yeah. Go out there feeling empowered. Yeah. And by knowing this, you can know how to avoid it so you can have a healthy and happy relationship. Yeah, you have it, folks. All right, y'all. So again, appreciate y'all being the best part of what we do. And we'll catch up with y'all on the next one. Well, there you have it, folks. That's our show for today. Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, like it or not, Beard and Curls is the new his and hers. hers.